0: Good morning, welcome to all those joining us for the HaLochas, Yoridea, Cheveg Sheini, Mila, HaLochah Hei. We're in middle of paragraph Chaf Vav. We're up to the sub-paragraph, V'zeh Shom. Rav Zal was speaking about Shabbos and, Nachamu, and the Psukim in Yeshaya Hanovi, Anoichi Anoichi Hu chem. And now Rav Nosan Zal is going to finish this topic <coughs> with this posuk. We dedicate the learning today, Li Nishmas, Leib whose your side is today, and also Mazal Bas Yaakov and Leia, whose your sites are today. And also a, a happy birthday to Libale Bas Sipoyra, and Nachman ben Sarasasha. And we dedicate the learning also for a complete Refor Shalema for all those that need it, including Chavivachana bas Galya, Gitaleya bas Frumet, Leya Esther bas Malka, Doniel Yahishua ben Yente Frida Blima, Necharocha bas Hindaleya, Fruma bas Yehudas Nechama Bas Miryam, Chaim Yitzchak B'N'Chana Rivka, Chaim Tzi B'N'Voyra Leia, Shlomoy B'N'Rivka Shprinza, Moishemendol B'N'Leia, D'Voyra Gila Simcha Bas Chava, Baruch Mordechai B'N'Tali, Pessia Bas Chayesther, Soraleia Bas Chavali, B'Avron B'N Soraleia, Avigayla, Baruch David Ley ben Shaina, Nisim ben Rivka, Chayamari ben Brocha, Chaim ben Rachel, Soromaya bas Sipora Rivka, Idis bas Miriam Reindel, Michal Sora bas Hagasa, Gitiganendel bas Sipora, Lebelea bas Sipora, Avi Vivan bas bas Yospendel, Yehudis Chavarus, David ben Behia, Shandel bas Leah, Shimon Aliya ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Frayn Rechel, Aviva Chaya bas Esther Mindel, b'Soich Shachol Yisrael. V'Zehu she'siym shom. And based on what we're learning here, this this halach is based on chapter sixty five in the Imran. So now Rav Nosson says, based on what we've been learning till now, we can understand why the pasuk continues there. Va'anoichi Hashem alaykecho, roigah hayam the Hulu I who controls everything. Va'osim dvarai beficha, I will place my words in your mouth. Ubetzel yodi and I'll protect you with the shade of my hand. Lintoya shamayim v'liysoi eretz, to establish shamayim and eretz. Rab Noal says, What this last part of the Pasuk is referring to is the Hidushe Torah that a person draws down after experiencing Beetle, after doing a complete beetle to Hashem. And when the person is coming back down, they bring down Hidushe Torah, as we learned earlier, from the Rashimu. Sha alze nemar. It's regarding this that the Pasak says, Lintoya Shomyam Valiasoidorets, to plant the heavens and establish the earth. What's the connection? Because Kiboirim Bohem Shomayam Vooretz Khadoshin. Because when a person is Zoikh to Khidushai Toira, the Zoyra Kodish says, by learning chidush Toira, a person creates heaven and earth anew as it says in the introduction to the Zohar HaKadosh the pusik says Hashem says to B'nai royal, you are my nation so the Zohar HaKadosh says that the word Ami, Ayin Mem Yud could be read Ami and it could also be read "imi" with me Al Tikri Ami Elohimi ma'ano avdi shmai bimilula, Hashem says, just like I create heaven and earth with my speech, so too you create heaven and earth with your speech. And when a person is to learn chidu shei he is mechadesh, heaven and earth. He creates heaven and earth anew. as the Zoyer says there, hainu menachamom umechaskom, which means that this Pasuk is consoling the Eden and giving us words of encouragement. lohem mi ben that we don't have to be afraid of any person. People are going to die. And they're, they're like a blade of grass that, that's here today, gone tomorrow. <speaking in Hebrew> because people who go against Hashem or people who try to convince people to go away from Hashem, those people are considered dead during their lifetime. Because we know every single day a person is dying. A person is getting closer to that finish line. Their life is, is coming closer to its finish. As speaks about this in paragraph 79, and we discussed it earlier here. Tomorrow will arrive and the person won't be here anymore. So you don't have to be afraid of anybody. But a person who is to follow this beetle, the person is to draw afterwards, Shael Zenem are about which the pasuk says, "Va'osim dvorai beficha." Hashem says, "I will place my words in your mouth," meaning I will give you chidushet Torah lintoya shamayim, which will help you participate in creating heaven and earth anew. Haynu shalidei chidushet elu meshanin through these kind of chidushet Torah, which a person is zaychetu from the beetle, that enables that person to be able to change Teva even, to override nature. Because those people who follow this this plan that we've learned about, those people are creating heaven and earth anew with their Torah. And they have the ability to control and to lead the teva the way according to their will, a Tzadik has the ability to override nature and to control nature. As Rabbi Inizal speaks about this in chapter forty-nine, in forty-seven in Likutei Mohan, and therefore a person who's following this type of derech doesn't have to be afraid of anything, or anybody. Because people are like a blade of grass, nothing, here today, gone tomorrow. Because by a person being focused on looking at the tachlis, What's going to be with my life? What's going to be, what's my whole purpose here? My purpose is to get close to Hashem and I have to see which Rebbe, which Sefer, which is bringing me closer to Hashem and which isn't. And as we learned in the previous year, that's what's marumas in that possef we quoted earlier, in the previous year, Anoichi Anoichi referring to the two phases. The Beetle. The first Anoichi was the Beetle. The second was coming down from the Beetle with Khidushe Toira. Through this, all of a person's enemies will disappear, will be eliminated. toira shemam Through the Torah that the person draws from the beetle. Shay Kol Hateva Nimsar kanal. Through this, the whole power of nature is given over into your hands. You're, you're not subservient to nature, nature is subservient to you. Vituha Lishloita. And you will be able to rule over the forces of nature according to your will. question in the chat, how does it help us that bad people are considered dead even while they're still alive? They can still do a lot of harm. The answer is that one of the things that can prevent them from doing harm is if we're not afraid of them. If we're afraid of them, then we're more vulnerable to them. Just like it's known regarding animals that an animal can sense when you're afraid of them. And if they feel that, they're not afraid to attack you or that kind of thing. But if an animal sees that you're not afraid of it at all, the animal backs off, usually. And the next part, does this mean that a person will merit open miracles by their Chidushet Torah? The answer is sometimes it'll be more open, and sometimes it'll be less open. But a person will be in a position to control the Teva. That, that they, they won't be locked in by the Teva, just like we find by Avram Avinu. Avramavin was able to read the stars, and he saw in the stars that it, it looked as if it was impossible for him to have children. And Hashem lifted him up above the stars to let him know, you're a Jew, you have a connection to Torah, to Hashem, even though Avramavin was before Matan Torah, and therefore the stars don't control, nature doesn't control you, you control nature. now Rav Zal gets to the point, the real point that he wanted to make in this whole last, in this entire halacha. Because remember, we said that it's related to two paragraphs in Sefer Hamidos that Rav Zal quoted in the beginning of the halacha, which there are some people that misinterpret what it says there, and they use that against Rav And Rav Zal, based on the whole explanation he gave here, now he's going to show us exactly what the answer is to those people. Paragraph Chavches. And now, Me Tovin Liskor P. Or Based on what we learned here, automatically you'll be able to know how to close the mouths of those who oppose Rabbeinazal. Hachoitrim limzoi kushyo shohevel, al divrei who dig and search to try to find ways to challenge, to question, or to disprove Rabbein Kasha Kasher kvar nishma, as as it's already been heard, shechorku shine'em almay that these people gritted their teeth about this, over this state, shechosa v'atmorzal b'sefar ho'alaf which Rabbein wrote in Sefer Hamidos, which is called the Sefer Alef bayiz, where Rabbein wrote there, da taov Raben said you should know that according to how well a person understands the nature of the world and all facets of it, to that degree, nature will be subservient to that person, and everything in the world will be subservient to that person. Kihateva misnaheges be. Because what controls nature is chachma, Yediyah, das. Kulam the sisa, shem created everything with chachmah, and he operates everything with Ki Kirotsu lahatil mum bekochim. Because these people try to put a, a, a blemish on the holy writings of Rabinazal. Ke ilu Rabbenizal mechase Koyach chateva. These people are trying to say that by what Rabbi Enzal is writing there, he's saying that it's all based on nature and scientific fact. And, and Rabbi Nazal is playing down the miracle aspect of what happened to Donil. How, how horrible it is for a person to possibly think this. About such an awesome, holy Chacham like Rabbi Nezal, Asher Yoga Kol Yomov Lister Velacher Roy Shul who struggled throughout his whole life to disprove and to, and to turn Jews away from following the scientists and, and those who believe in, in nature. Ulechazek behischaskus niflo and Rabbi Nasal did everything he could to encourage Jews, to, with incredible encouragement, to believe in Hashem, to believe in the Torah, to believe in Sadikim, Kimavur b'Svar of as is clearly expressed in Rabbi Nasal's holy Svarim to anybody who looks at it honestly, uBefrat and especially in Sichai Saran, in Rabbi Nachman's wisdom, how, how much Rabbi Nezal there speaks against scientists who don't believe in Hashem, who don't believe in the Torah. yal hadas l'ach kazois. How in the world does it occur to these people to think this about Rabbi Nezal? Ach bedas However, the truth is, these people who oppose Rabanus here, they're not talking intelligently at all. The Hevel and and may their mouths be closed. Kasher Tovim Midvoreinu Anal Hanemorim BeEmes Ubetomim. As you, you understood very very well from what Rabanus explained in this halacha, with truth and with sincerity. Ki Kula Nechoichim Lemevin ViYishorim L'Moytzoidas because everything we said here throughout this halacha is clear to anybody who understands, and it's very smooth and straight to those people who, who want to know the true das. How in the world could a person think when Rabbi Nizal wrote these words, based on a person's understanding of the nature of the world that he's referring to He's referring to what they teach you in the science books where all of those people are in a state of confusion they're all perplexed there's so much they don't know in, in what they study as many of them admit they admit that they don't understand and they don't know the nature of all kinds of things in this world, why a tree works this way, why an animal works The way. V'eich al hadas lichtov zois. Who would think of writing such a thing, of saying that by studying the nature of a lion, that will help you to, to overpower, to be able to defeat the lion. There never was, there never was in the world any chacham, not among the non-Jews and not among the Jews. Who, who, was, who said that based on his knowledge of the physiology of a lion and, and how a lion uh, uh, lives, that gives him control over the lion to be able that, that when this lion hasn't eaten for three, four days, this person will go into a cage with that lion based on his knowledge and be able to, to over... To, 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 the lion won't touch and won't harm him in any way without the use of any special kind of trick or without the use of any special types of tools or instruments. Which fool, which idiot, will think such thoughts about a wise, a wise chacham who had such incredible, deep, exalted wisdom and knowledge like Rabbi Nezal? Even Rabbi Nezal's worst enemies, the ones who opposed him the greatest, admitted that he was a very, very smart person. How in the world could it occur to anybody that Rabbi Nezahel would write something like that? Which has no meaning at all, doesn't make sense at all based on what their, their ideas. And these people are trying to twist and misinterpret Rabbein words to make it seem as if Rabbein Ezal is saying something totally incorrect. So that's not what he meant at all. What what Rav real intention was in what in the fact that he wrote hateva kach hateva that based on how well a person understands and knows everything about nature, to that degree nature will be subservient to him. Kavanosay. What Rabbein Sel meant was, shaliydei yedias amites hanal, but through a true knowledge. What kind of knowledge? Sheyeda shoyresh chius hateva shol kol dava We're talking about a chacham who knows the source from which all of these things in nature receive their power. Sheze ikar yedias hateva. That's called, really, understanding nature, how nature works. Because without knowing the source, without understanding the source from which all the animals, all the trees, all of these things draw their sustenance from, draw their power from, it's not considered yidi at all. That's not considered being really so smart if a person knows that lions get angry and, and when they're angry, they'll, they'll harm people, and, and they'll harm people with their teeth and with their claws. as is known by those people who study the, the nature of animals. Kiadayan ein yoidin teva because these people do not understand and know the source from where a lion gets this nature. How did this lion to begin with get this kind of nature to be so different from the deer and to be so different from something else? Mehecha Nimshahloy Teva Zois. Where in the world did the lion get this nature from? And also the whole quality of the nature. These, these scientists and these don't know. And therefore, most definitely, through their knowledge, the knowledge that they have, is not going to save a person or protect a person from being harmed by a lion therefore it's very easy for an intelligent person to understand and realize Shekol That what Rabbeinizal meant over there in Sefrahmidois was what Rabbi Zal explained. That he's talking about a person knowing and getting to know the source from which everything in nature draws its its life force. And as is clear in Rabbi Nezal's own words, in what he wrote in the paragraph before this paragraph in Seif Ramibas. There, one of the statements Rabbi Nezal made was that everything in this world is hinted to and included in the letters of the Torah. Ayin shon heitev. So look over there and say for study both paragraphs carefully and you'll be able to understand the real truth we'll just finish the next little paragraph and then we'll take questions Rav Nosuzal says take a look throughout Rav Nosuzal in many places and misbar. countless places, <speaking in the Torah> how much Rabbi Nezal speaks out against the scientists and the philosophers who don't believe in Hashem, who don't believe in the Torah, who don't believe that the Torah Shabalpeh is the word of Hashem. And Rabbi Nezal screams and cries out, like a bird. Kruchy is a bird that makes very loud noises for people to stay away from science, to stay away from those books that don't, that teach things that differ, that challenge the Torah. How in the world would Rabbein contradict himself? Ach, therefore a person who's shrewd, who's intelligent, will understand the correct interpretation here. That Rabbeinu holy words are based on what Rab Nasan explained in this halacha. And and to summarize all of this. The path of Hashem is righteous, is straight. Tzaddikim will go on that path, and Rishoim will stumble on that path. And as we find our rabbis tell us regarding the entire Torah, If a person studies Torah properly, then the Torah is an elixir of life for him. It's a medicine. It's, it's very helpful. If a person is not so, if a person studies the Torah improperly, then it becomes a poison for that person. Udvar Eloikeinu yokum And the word of Hashem will stand permanently. Rabbi Zal says that, again, we throw away their silly misinterpretations, and Rabbi Nosanzal's words, based on how Rabbi Zal explained them, are eternal. Baruch Hashem, with this we conclude this halacha. Listen, don't we say that there is Chachma going and like, isn't there, is there a, a kosher way for <coughs> for like scientists and therapists, like yesterday we were talking about psychologists, how they can, is there a kosher way for them to bring in Chachma? Listen, ask question? Into, in, into, together question. Within, within a Torah framework. <coughs> Question: Is there a kosher way to be studying science and, and, and to, to engage in therapists, etc., etc? The answer is, number one, it's very deli- it's very difficult. And it's only if the person who's teaching it, or if the books that were written have 100 percent solid faith in Hashem in the Torah? and especially in the Torah Shabalpeh, in the Gemara, the words of the Gemara, and the person knows that any other knowledge is 100% subservient to the knowledge of the Torah, and and that the vast majority of any truths that are in any of those books is in the Torah. A person could get it 100% from the Torah if they know how to learn and if they know the sources, that kind of thing. And in those cases where they're coming up with ideas and they don't know it, either it's against the Torah or then they don't know whether it's in the Torah or not and they're, they're presenting these ideas and presenting these things as solutions to problems, it's very likely that they're making big mistakes, number one. Especially if they're being paid. If they're being paid, the Torah tells us that money blinds intelligent, smart people. So, that here again, unfortunately, many people for money will sell their soul. Meaning, what I mean, sell their soul? The soul is connected to the Torah, to Tashem, to truth. And these other things are very often are not connected to the Torah. Even if it's a religious therapist with all of that, if they got their therapy from the Torah, if they're quoting only Torah sources with tremendous respect and love, then there's a a good possibility they can help. If they're quoting any other sources and if they're basing their their therapy and this on on other sources, and, and they don't know whether those sources concur with the Torah or not, then there's a lot of room for error, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Question, yes. A question in the chat, is it possible for a person to achieve a, a level to be able to control nature based on the extent that he controls his inner nature, his Midas, without understanding the root of nature per se? The answer is that that, that, that idea is found in chapter 33 in Likuti Moran, where Rabbi Inezal says that we're living in a world where there's good and bad, and, and even the bad, has good inside of it. Usually, usually, there's no such thing or very rare that there's something that's pure bad. There are exceptions to that, but usually not. And very often, the bad has good inside of it that's keeping it alive. And Rabbi Sal explains there in Mikut Imran that to the degree that, and every one of us has good and bad inside of us. We have, in the right side of the heart, we have the Yetzer Toiv, In the left side, we have the Sahara, these two are battling. To the degree that a person succeeds in winning that battle, in overcoming the bad inside of them, Rabbein Azal says that when such a person engages bad, the bad falls away in front of that person. Just like this person got rid of the bad inside of themselves, when this person engages a bad person or a bad thing or anything like that, the bad falls away and the person connects, is connecting with the good inside of that item. And Rabbi Enzal goes on to say that by doing that, when the good is covered up with bad, then Hashem is very careful to keep it on a low voltage because Hashem doesn't want the bad to be drawing too much power. So when there's bad with a little good inside of it, Hashem is giving it a five-volt five ba- uh, light bulb. Once the bed falls away, when, when this bed engages a tzaddik who has succeeded in eliminating all the bed inside of him, and the bed falls away, that good that remains is able to receive a thousand watts, a thousand volts of light from Hashem. This is a whole major discussion in chapter 33 in Likuti Okay, I see there's another question, just a moment, in the chat. Um, A question that a person being able to overcome their enemies through beetle being related to a in Tehillim, me pi oilalim yisadato ois laman The answer is yes also. Meaning when Hashem sees that a person feels strong, I can handle this, I'm gonna handle this, I'm gonna do this. Hashem says, go right ahead, I'll 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 be with I'll deal with other people. But if a person turns to Hashem and says, Hashem, I'm nothing and I don't know anything, and I can't do anything without your help, I need your help desperately, so the person is being mevatel themselves to Hashem, then Hashem steps in and, and does battle for that person. Question, how is the explanation that Rav Nassar gives now about Seyf to relate to what we learned before? Because what we learned throughout this halacha, Rav Saul explained a process by which a person draws down Chidu Torah into the world. Rabbein Saul said it starts with a person having suffering, suffering, pain, problems. The, one of the best responses to that is Bitul, Bitul. Because while I'm in this world, in this world, I can experience suffering and pain. If I leave this world, if I take an elevator and go up to the next world, over there, there is no pain or suffering. Over there, it's Kulay Toiv. How do I leave this world? By closing my eyes tightly. By closing my eyes very tightly and going into this beetle mode, I I untie all the knots that are tying me down to this world and I float up, I go out of this world. I go to that place of Betel, that place of oneness, where it's all good. But Rabbi Nezal explains, you can't stay there, you have to come back down. And when you want to come back down, the bad is going to, the pain and suffering is going to come back even stronger. Therefore, when you're coming back down, you need to bring down Chidu Toira with you. New revelations in Torah. And Rabbi Zal said there, the vessel for that is simcha. All of this is explained over there in chapter 65 in the Imran. Now in today's shir, in the beginning, we mentioned that Rabbi Zal said that when a person is learning chidushe torah, they are creating the world anew. The Zohar Kodesh says that Hashem says, just like I create heaven and earth with my speech, you create heaven and earth with your words of torah. So the person... And 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 again, when the person did this betul, they went to an incredible high place. They went up to the keser, to the highest, highest possible levels of of knowledge, where chokhmah and bina draw their knowledge from. And when the person is coming down with these chidushe Torah, this person is on, on on the highest levels of chachma of yediyah, of kedusha, and it's that chachma and yediyah of kedusha. That gives that person superiority over the animals. That's the idea that Rabbein Azal was talking about in, in, in Sefer Sephramidos when he said, Lefi Yedias based on the great understanding of the nature of this world. Where did I get that great understanding? From the Beetle, from the chidushe Toira. That's where I got the understanding, not of, of, of nature, but where nature gets its gets its uh, gets its basis from, where it gets its ingredients from, where it gets its, its source of life. Remember we told the story about the Rebbe Rebzusha, that one time a student came to him crying hysterically that his father had passed away, and his father was a very religious person, religious, learned everything, and the father came to the student, to his son, in a dream and told his son to convert out of the religion. And the dream came a second time, a third time, and the son is going crazy. What happened to my father? My father was a tzaddik, a very righteous person. So Ribzusha said to him, I want you to go to the cemetery, open your father's grave, you're going to see there's a cross inside there. Take out the cross and get rid of it, and, and the dreams will stop person heard this, they couldn't believe it. Wow, such Ruach HaKodesh. How could he know such a thing? He went, he opened the grave, sure enough he found it, he took it Threw it out. And then the word started spreading throughout the city that Reb Zusha has Ruach HaKodesh. Imagine, how in the world could he have known such a thing? And somebody went and told this over to the Vilna Goim. The Vilna Goim said, Ruach HaKodesh? Nonsense. What kind of... It's a Beferish Yerushalmi. There's a story like this in the Yerushalmi. The only thing I can't figure out is how would Reb Zusha know a Yerushalmi? He's a Chassid, and everybody knows Chassidim don't learn. So how in the world would he know that? Somebody went and brought that back to Reb Zusha, and Reb Zusha smiled and he said, "He's right. I didn't get it from the Yerushalmi. I got it from the same place where the Yerushalmi got it from." These Sadikim didn't necessarily have to learn everything, book knowledge, the way we learn it. Rabbeinah's chapter 21 in the explains that there are two ways to learn. There's the regular methodology of learning, where first you learn the letters, and then words, and then sentences, and books, and you know, and, and level, from level to level, and then there's something called Shefa Eloikai, where a person purifies the menorah in their head. A person purifies their eyes, and their nose, and their ears, and their tongue, the mouth, these seven openings of the head, that person <coughs> receives a flood of knowledge, a flood of light from Hashem, called Shefa Eloikai, Ruach HaKodesh, where such a person, like in the case of the Arizal, who went to sleep on Shabbos afternoon, he took a nap, <coughs> and he told his student, Rabbi Avram Alevi, who asked him, can you share with me some of what you learned? The reason I said it would take me 80 years to tell you, some, to, to explain to you some of the secrets I just learned about Boloch and Billow. Orach Any other questions? Exactly. It's like Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa whose daughter once lit candles for Shabbos, and right after she lit the candles she realized that she used vinegar by mistake instead of oil. <laughs> and she said to her father, "Oh look what happened. The, the, the can- the, the, now the candles can't burn. He said, what do you mean the candles can't burn? Because vinegar doesn't burn. He said, vinegar doesn't burn or not burn, and oil doesn't burn or not burn. It's Hashem who puts the the power into the oil to burn. Hashem who said that oil should burn, let Hashem say that the vinegar should burn. And Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa, being the tzaddik that he was, the Gemara speaks about his tefillah, his incredible tefillah, the vinegar burned exactly like oil. So we see again, it's not the physical item. Person would say, let's see you light a, a glass of water. Let's see you make a glass of water burn. The answer is, we can't, but a tzaddik, a tzaddik who knows where, where water draws its energy from and where oil draws its energy from, he has the ability to be able to make such a thing happen. Baruch Hashem, with this we conclude Hilchas Milah. Now we go on to a new chapter in Shulchan Aruch, Hilchas Avodim. The laws, if a Jew would own an Eved Knani, a Goy, a non-Jew, who became an evid by a Yid, the Shulchanor, the Gemara, and the Shulchanor, give us all kinds of halachas related to it. Al-pi <laughs> ha this halacha will be based on chapter 19 in Likut Imran, which was also mentioned earlier in Hilches Milah, Horav, chayev, lomole <laughs> savdoi a master is required to circumcise his servant. And once the Evit knani had a bris milah, he's required to observe all the mitzvahs that a Jewish woman is required to observe. What, what mitzvah is a woman not required to observe? That's one of the cases. Where the Gemara says that those mitzvahs that are based on time, a particular time, those mitzvahs generally a woman is exempt from. Ki haeved hu kaspoi, because an eved is something that a Jew acquired; he paid for him. He, the so therefore he's like the money of his master. <laughs> and all souls are rooted in wealth. <laughs> As Rabbeinu speaks about this in chapter 69 in Likut Imran, that money and nefoshos come from the same source. They come from the Kisei Hakovei, the throne of Hashem. That's where money comes from and that's where the nefoshos come from. The al therefore... When a Jew acquires, buys an Eved, and that Eved becomes one of his possessions, one of his monetary possessions, That shows that that Eved has a a nefesh connection to the Master. And we know the Zohar HaKadosh tells us that within the soul there are different levels. Nefesh, Ruach, Neshoma. The nefesh is the lowest one. The nefesh corresponds to Malchus, which is the lowest one of the sephirois. Now we know that an Eved, a servant, if he's, we just showed that the Eved is the money of the master and which is the nefesh, which is the Malchus, but an Eved is coming from the other Malchus, the Malchus, uh, the opposite of the Malchus of holiness. Bibichinas, as we find, there's a pasuk in Mishlei, Tachas Eved Kiyimloich. Imagine the reversal of an Eved becoming king, when Eved is the opposite of king. Kiho Eved Zuama sanochosh, because an Eved is associated with the tumor of the original snake. What's the connection? As we find, the Torah says, Canaan is cursed. And Hashem said to the snake, that the the snake is cursed. Hashem said to the snake, you are cursed more than all the other animals. As Rabbi Inezal speaks about this in chapter 117 in Likud that Eved is associated with the Nochosh, with the Sitrachra. Vehe bechinas malchus harishu, and therefore associated with the kingdom of evil, shehe bechinas hanochash, which is connected to the nochash, shehu ahepech mi malchus tigdusha, which is the opposite of the holy malchus, v'yalken, and therefore kisho eved b'al rishus yisrael lihi yos memoyno shel yisrael, when an eved knani comes into the possession of a Jew to become one of the possessions, one of the financial possessions of the Jew, he owns a car and he owns a this, and he owns an eveknani, He asked, the, the master has to circumcise him, in order to subdue and eliminate the orla, in order to subdue and suppress that tumor of the snake, the kingdom of evil, so that the eved, the eved who is malchus harishah, should become subservient to the Jew who is the malchus of kedusha, to become the money of the Jew, which means to become part of the nefesh of the Jew, shehi malchus tigdusha. The nefesh of the Jewish master, that's the malchus of kach, And after the evad is circumcised, he takes on all of the mitzvahs, all the obligations that a woman is required to observe. Because since as a result of the bris milah, this evad became part of the nefesh of the master and nefesh which is malchus is associated with the woman because we know the money in a family comes from the wife from the woman the Gemara says respect your wives so that you'll become wealthy as Rabbeinu elaborates on this in chapter 69 in Likudim Ram, that all the money of a person is associated with the female, the feminine, the nefesh, as Rabbeinu expounds on this so in chapter 69. And that's why the Eved takes on the mitzvahs that a woman has. Because money is associated with the left side, with the woman. And again, And the evet is considered the money of his master, the possession of his master, the money of his master. Remember that this is Halacha Aleph, and note, Rabbi Nossam Zal wrote, he wrote this while Rabbeinu Hazal was still living, which means he wrote it very, very early in his career, in his writing career. And that's why usually those halachas are very brief, very short, you know. In the later halachas, usually Rabbeinu elaborates more and, and explains more and clarifies more. Baruch Hashem. Question? Yeah, um, how does it if, if money comes from such a high place, why does it so much history to chase Question, if money comes from such a high place, why does Rabbein discourage us from chasing wealth? <clears throat> because, the answer is that when, when something comes from a high place, the sultan knows that, and the sultan works very hard to twist it and, and to, to, to mess it up. And because money and nefesh comes from such a high place, that's why the Sahara fights that more than anything. And again, because money is coming from the left side, we know that there's a right side and a left side. The left side is called Sidra the other side. So that's the place where the Sotan, the Eight is most prevalent. How can we understand this that money comes from the same source as the soul? Secular culture says that money is just the means of exchange that people have mutually agreed upon. And it's hard to see it any other way. You're right. That's why we shouldn't be learning those silly secular books who think they know. They think they know. They think that that's all that money is. Because they don't know what the Torah says about money. They don't know that money is, if it's such a simple thing that that it's just a means of exchange, then how come 99.999% of the world revolves around money? And people are folk, this is the focus of people's lives. People worship this. People kill for this. How come they don't kill for apple pie or for something else? You know, if it's as these wonderful secular books tell us. So therefore, their knowledge is microscopic. They're giving you the, the, the last, 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 last interpretation of what money is. And there's 5,000 interpretations that come before that. And one of them is where Rabbein throughout Likutei Maran in many places shows us, based on the Zohar HaKodesh, based on the Arizal, based on the Chumash, money is called Elilei Kes, idols of gold and silver. Idol. People exchange, they use idols for exchange, for barter, really? How come people are, wor- what is it in this thing? What's the magic in thing that, this thing that people are worshiping? The answer is the Zohar Kodesh says there's Gavnen eloim, There's heavenly lights, heavenly colors, heavenly lights that are found in money. The gold, the silver, the different, and why is this gold and why is that silver? The Zohar Kodesh says that gold comes from the right, from the left side gold is towards reddish, and silver is whitish. And the Zohar Kodesh, the Sifrei Kabbalah, give us whole new, honest, clear insight. They reveal the emes, the truth, about money and the truth about everything. So the truth is that money is, is, is in its source, in its place of origin, comes from a very high place of holiness. But because it's on the left side, it's much more vulnerable to the left side, to the forces of evil, which are connected, which draw much more from the left side. Any other questions? So again, the mistake in that question is that money is just the means of exchange that people have naturally... That's how far the knowledge of these secular books go. They've gotten up to kindergarten. In kindergarten, that's what kids need to be told, that money is just a means of exchange. We could have used hair. We could have cut our hair, and, and one hair is you buy, you buy a, a, a soda with 13 hairs, and you buy something else with, with 12 hairs. But they just happened to decide that it should be gold coins, and it should be round, and it should have pictures on it, spe- pictures of idols or pictures of kings or other people. So it's it's not just that at all. At all. Baruch Hashem. Very good question. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. We should be Zoh to Emun and Hashem, Emun and Emun and the Torah, and to draw our knowledge, to draw our knowledge from, from the right sources.